0: Hello my wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big q This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host today and i'm thank i thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us and please stay with us for the whole hour because we uh, have prepared the program um, for you um, an interesting topic uh, today for the um, whole week we were looking at the fire of uh, revival actually in the second week because we have a mini series uh, here on faith fm and uh, we ask uh, this question uh, is that possible Uh, revival in our lives, and uh, just during the the week, uh, we looked at a few questions like uh, are spiritual problems solvable? Or how can my life change? How do I incorporate prayer in my life? Can God's promises give peace, joy and victory over sin? Uh, Those are or just few questions which we ask and I believe very, very down, um, yeah, deep questions. But I'm privileged today to welcome our um, co-hosts because I got two people in the studio here. But first, I would like to welcome uh, uh, Lindy. Uh, Lindy, it's good to have you with us today, and uh, we're talking about prayer, you know, qu- quite a bit. And uh, you, you coordinating this ministry, prayer ministry for the Seven Day Adventist Church in South Australia, but also you, you are involved with women's ministry, are you?
1: That's right, Nick, yes, involved in a few different areas and it's exciting and I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, and welcome to the program again. Thank you
1: very much, Nick.
0: And I'd like to turn to David here. Also, it's good to have you with us in the studio here. David Lima from Family Voice Australia, the Director of Family Voice Australia for South Australia and Northern Territory. It's very good to have you with us, David.
2: Well, thank you, Nick. And it's wonderful to be live in the studio with you for a change.
0: Yes. Now, my dear listener, uh, we just want you to be part of this program. And uh, we're inviting you now to... Um, Write down this number because you can send us a text message during the program with your thoughts, maybe a question. And we'll love to hear from you uh, wherever you are and where you listen. The phone number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. double one. Again I will say the number zero four triple 808 Double One. Don't be shy. Send us a text message and we'll be happy to share that um, here. Now, um, I may ask you, both of you guys, um, how things uh, going with you? I mean, how was your week, uh, by the way? Lindy, I may ask you, how was your day today even?
1: Oh, today's a good day. It's a preparation day for the Sabbath in lots of ways, so there's, there's always cooking and ironing to do. I actually went and had my hair done, Nick, mm-hmm. and my hairdresser made a, a fairly astute observation and he said to me i told him i'd been on the radio and he said yes lindy you have the perfect face for radio Mm -hmm. and i just thought that was really a little bit cheeky (laughs) a little bit cheeky but we did have a laugh and a smile together he's a christian as well so yes today's one of those days where you rush around getting things ready for the weekend so it was busy
0: and you know what? How good it is that uh, we are on radio, and even myself didn't have time to shave today. But I noticed that
1: Nick, <laughs> you are a little bit of a, uh, know,
0: a bit rough today, bit of a shadow there. Uh, but you know what? Uh, busy, busy week. Uh, lots of good things happening, uh, Lindy and David, and uh, yeah, really. Really enjoyed, you know, the whole week, even though I was very busy. I had the opportunity to do some Bible studies with a few people from Lovely. different backgrounds, and uh, that was really good. But yeah, David, how was your uh, your week, or even today? Yes, I always keep busy,
2: and of course we had the federal
0: election last
2: weekend, so that's been occupying my thinking. I was on uh, Radio 5AA last night on this issue about toilet doors in schools. We might come back to that a bit later. In mm-hmm and then uh, tomorrow I'll be doing some broadcasting as well on yet another radio
0: station, so very full program. You are a busy man, indeed. Uh, but look um, thank you so much for taking time to come with us here on Faith FM uh, uh, drive time uh, today um, again uh, I'm asking uh, our listeners to uh, consider to give us a, a message maybe ask some questions to David and Lindy here they may be able to, to answer some of your um, questions there And uh, I'm just thinking before even we going into our uh, topic today, because Lindy, uh, today we prepared something here. Can revival touch? Others.
1: That's right. Can now experience
0: exactly and others. and the whole week we approach this uh, aspect of you know a revival, you know reformation, revival. Uh, is that possible? That's mm. the question we we asked. And let me turn to uh, to David for the um, the beginning here. And even under this um, segment, which we like to to put it before you first, uh, World Watch. Now, David, you already mentioned that uh, uh, we witnessed uh, here in Australia election mm. and um, that's over. Yes. For many people, some very happy, some not so happy, sure. uh, but that's how happens all the time, you know, sure. when you have elections. What you, what's your first um, observation after this? Well,
2: uh, a couple of things come to mind. Firstly, how privileged we are in this nation to be able to throw out a government that we regard to be incompetent. Uh, and replace it by another one that, that may, may not be my personal view, but in principle that 's exactly what 's happened uh, secondly we, we do not have the angst or the violence the terrible violence which occurs in many other nations uh, come election time. We take our politics fairly seriously here in Australia, but we we don 't kill people uh, as occurs in many other nations. Mm. Um, but there are some matters of concern, and I mean no disrespect to the new governing party, and I respect the decision of the voters, of course, to have elected uh, a new government. But three matters are gender, religious freedom, and the republic. So the previous government was at least sympathetic to a ban to uh, a ban on men who call themselves women from competing against women, mm. uh, although they never got around to enacting anything. But the Prime Minister previously was personally uh, supportive of such a ban. I'm not sure that that will get any traction under the new government. Religious freedom was a matter that the previous government was looking at quite seriously. And again, I'm not sure if that's going to be a high priority for the new government. Uh, the Republic, on the other hand, was not on the Liberals' radar, whereas it was strongly on the radar of the ALP in the election prior to last week. They even had a shadow minister for the Republic, uh, which seems to me something of a contradiction in terms. Mm. Um, but though the ALP has said that they won't be vis- uh, revisiting the matter of a uh, of, of Republic in their first term of government well 3 years uh, uh, will soon will soon pass and and then we'll see what happens so that, those are three issues of concern that come to my mind uh, following this change of government
0: all right and uh, as you said uh, even though it's far too early you know to make any um, you know, solid statements about the new government, you know, even though they stepped um, quite firmly into some connections with the world. Um, that was everywhere on the news about uh, the meetings which uh, the prime minister, uh, Australian prime minister had with uh, Joe Biden and um, um, the Japan, I can't think of the name of the mm-hmm. Japanese uh Prime Minister, but uh, yeah, they they have already some uh, yes. um, talks, and uh, that seems to be. I mean, it's viewed as a positive thing that Australia is kind of uh, um, yes, uh, yes, very much involved in the affairs of yes. uh, uh, international, uh, you know, um, issues. Mm. Now, uh, coming back uh, to our uh, topic today because we are going to to talk a bit more about uh, the fire of revival, and mm. uh, can revival touch others and David, I may ask you again um, a question here: What do we mean by revival Yes, well,
2: by revival we mean really coming back to life, and those students of scripture listening will think immediately of Ezekiel chapter 37 the valley of the dry bones mm-hmm. can they be brought back to life the prophet replies to that question of God saying well lord you can do anything so uh, the word was spoken and and the bones received flesh and blood and sinews etc and that's a parable of Israel coming back to life again mm-hmm. so that's what we mean by revival coming
0: back to life all right, and um, uh, I may ask you this question, both of you guys, uh, Lindy and uh, David. Uh, here, uh, what examples of revival in the Bible are mm. relevant for us today? Yes, well, ladies before gentlemen.
1: <laughs> I suppose I think about Acts the book of Acts, Mm -hmm. where we see that the disciples did have some measure of the Holy Spirit. In fact, before Jesus ascended to heaven, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. But it was after this time of of time apart, a time of reconciliation Mm. between, between themselves, a time perhaps of repentance and realizing their need, that there was this amazing revival, if you like, or outpouring of the spirit, they would have become very discouraged when they realised their leader has been taken away, treated as a criminal, Mm. crucified, and yes, he was raised to life. And I think they had some struggles in their own walk and their understanding. But after this period of time, there was this massive Revival, if yes. you like. This absolutely right. It's the beginning of the Christian Church, mm-hmm. and I believe that as we get to the end of time, we're going to see another another great revival. I'm mm. not sure what you think, David.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And of course, uh, in the Old Testament, there's a wonderful revival as well that we often don't think of, and that's when King Josiah, as a, quite a young fellow was presented with the newly rediscovered book of the law, which Mm. had been found in the treasury room of the temple when they were renovating the old structure. It was presented to him. He read it, and he was horrified. He ripped his clothes uh, with despair and anxiety because he realized he was a sinner, and he realized the nation was in a state of sin. Mm. He consulted the prophetess Holder, who reassured him that if he repented, all would be well. He called the people together. He read to them, this book, and it's possible the book was the book of Deuteronomy. Mm. So this this would have taken some time to read, but he read the whole book to the people, and he said, well, are you with me or not? And everyone said yes, and they re-covenanted, they were revived. Why? Because of the reading of Scripture.
0: Absolutely right. And I'm glad that you point out to that revival, because it's one of my favorite uh, also Characters in the Bible, uh, this young uh, um, king of Israel, and uh, he was uh, not um, uh, arrogant, you know, uh, in his position when the priest, you know, came mm-hmm. because uh, mm-hmm. I can't, I, I may not be able to pronounce the name, but Hilkiah or something, oh, you know, yes, Hilkiah, okay, yeah. Hilkiah, uh, yeah, found the thing. Now, you know, even today, the Bible may be buried somewhere there in in a shelf or in right. some places, yes. um, which you may not be aware of, my dear friend uh, listening today. Um, what an important thing, if you come across to revive Absolutely. that thing, to bring it out, to look into the um, amazing uh, love story, if you like, yes. with God has for us, written in the Bible and so many people today, they don't open the Bible, even though we may go googling quickly, you know, browsing here and there uh, about a few words, but actually to read the Bible because yes. that was the thing, they brought the book before, they read the book and then they took some yes. um, uh, actions there. Exactly.
1: It was powerful, wasn't it? Absolutely that reading, powerful. That reading of the word and when exactly. truth is spoken of, and you think of King David, uh, when he he, he made a big mistake with, with Bathsheba, but he, a prophet came to him and helped him to recognize that where he was at and in a sense that he was revived too, wasn't he? Absolutely right. He, he was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. He made a mistake, but he saw the error of his ways and he, and he was revived in that and, and came back even more powerfully to serve the Lord, I think.
2: Yes, Yes, Nick, you raise an excellent point about Bibles being tucked away. I'm sure many of the listeners have a Bible somewhere, and if not, they are available. You can read online as well, of course. I have a, a good friend who who came to faith by reading the Bible when he was in isolation due to COVID restrictions. Wow. So he came back from overseas, uh, and things have improved markedly now, but uh, <laughs> this was last year. He had to go into isolation for three weeks or something, in, just on his own in a little room, and, and there was nothing for him to do, really. Mm. But the Gideon, our friends, the Gideons, had placed a Bible there, so he started reading the Bible, and he came to faith. He came to salvation. By reading the word, so I do encourage the listeners to read the Bible. That's wonderful,
0: and you know there is power in the word of God. As Absolutely. you just said, yes. if you if you leave it out there as it was in the time of uh, Jos- Josiah, Josiah uh, it, yeah, you may carry on with the daily life with the things going on in life, not even realizing what a treasure you have, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and as you said, David, even if you don't have. Bible, please let us know, because Mm -hmm. we'll be more than happy to provide you with a a Bible. And these days it's easy also for those people who can access, you know, internet. But if there are people there who may not like to use the internet, and we'll be very happy to provide you with a a copy, with a Bible.
1: Send it to that number, Nick.
0: Absolutely. And I was Mm -hmm. just going to give the number again and ask our listeners, you may have some thoughts in regard to this, um, what we're talking about here, or if you Think of a time of revival in the Bible, which really um, impressed you or uh, helped you to make a change in your life. Please share with us. We'd we'll love to hear from you. The number okay. is, again is 4 and make sure that you write down this number because we'll come with the offer which we have for today, a wonderful book, uh, just a little bit uh, later. And uh, just reminding you, in case if you tune in a bit later, we are talking today under this theme for the whole week, Fire of Revival. Is it possible? And today we ask this question, can revival touch others? And uh, we'll go into this a little bit more with uh, uh, Lindy while she prepared a bit of um, uh, talk about this, but Another question for both of you here, uh, David and uh, uh, Lindy. Are there any examples of revival that give a pattern of ministry for us today?
2: Yes, I do think that is the case because we're dealing with a principle. And we've seen it in the Bible with Josiah, reading the word, being convicted, Mm -hmm. seeking God, repenting, and being restored. And that's exactly what happened with Martin Luther, because mm. he cried out to God, and he reread Scripture. He did so with the assistance of the writings of Saint Augustine, and uh, so right throughout history, God has been raising up people. We we often don't think about what was going on in those early centuries of the Church, but uh, they are by no means irrelevant to our understanding, because we can see there the hand of God, just as we saw it in Scripture, because. God didn't stop acting just when the canon of Scripture was closed. No, indeed, he he has been working and continues to work. And he worked wonderfully through Martin Luther, who came to this powerful realization that it's not the works that we do that make Mm -hmm. us right with God. It's salvation by faith, by believing and by receiving the grace of God. So this absolutely changed everything uh, in the world because uh, even if you're not a Lutheran <laughs> and even if you're not a Christian, mm. you're still benefiting from the revival which occurred because Martin Luther realized that he could he could in good conscience get married. <laughs> mm. So in that era and for, uh, let me think now, since about the 12th century, the the church in Europe, the the Eastern Church has never had this problem, but the Western Church really had a big problem from about the about the twelfth century onwards, uh, tenth or twelfth century, something like that, where sexuality was downplayed and marriage and family were downplayed, and so Luther was thinking he was serving God by being a monk, mm. and he came to the realization that that in fact God has made us to be male and female for a purpose. Uh, that they may be united in marriage and so he he found himself an ex-nun who who had also come to faith as a result of his wonderful ministry of the Lord's work through him I should say
0: they got married and had had uh, 15 children or whatever it was <laughs> wow and you know uh, while you're just mentioning that um you know even today we have those issues with the uh, um this institution, you know, family. Yeah. And you, David, you you are doing a great uh, work with uh, Family Voice Australia and lobbying for the good things, you know, for principles of the Bible, esteem, you know, exactly. and all those things. But, you know, this is the first institution which God created. That's right. Mm. You and, know, s-
2: and, so, and, and so even if people are not Christians today, mm. because our heritage is a European one, uh, our notions of family and and the esteem with which we hold family, marriage and family, it's traceable back to Martin Luther, he yeah. rediscovered it. Mm.
0: Oh, that's very, very interesting.
1: And Nick, before we go on, David was going to mention something that that uh, picked up my ears about the the issue in the local paper about the toilet doors, and mm. I, I'd be interested to know what he says about that before we go on, because I think it's yes. perhaps very well, important.
2: Well, this is exactly the problem, uh, Lindy. We are now departing from Scripture and from our recognition that God has made male and female just to bring the listeners up to date, uh, a couple of high schools in Adelaide have removed toilet doors, um, not not necessarily from the cubicles, but from the room itself, and in one of them you can see directly in to the urinal. Mm. It's just madness. Mm. Uh, now, they're saying that this is due to problems of bullying and vaping and vandalism and that sort of thing, but they've also admitted, and it's in today's paper, that the the real issue is to prepare for gender neutral bathrooms. Uh, now I'm not against gender neutral bathrooms but I'm against the ethos that's driving this which is d- the denial of male and female. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what about changing rooms as well? That's not been uh, discussed. So we we are now we need we need to have a reformation once again a revival once mm. again of the truth. We need to be convicted by the Holy Spirit through scriptures and through his own direct revelation to us. To recognize that God is God, and He knew what He was doing when He made male and female. Amen. Amen
0: for that. Oh, very, very good that you mentioned that, and thanks, uh, Lindy, for um, uh, reminding us. Yeah, because it's important thing, uh, particularly when as we talk about um, is revival uh, possible and can that work for others. But what's our perspective? What's our contribution? To the revival, which we may uh, like to see, you know, and we need to start and uh, stay strong uh, right. and bold for the this very sensitive, I will, I should say, issues. But we should raise up, you know, the concerns. Particularly A lot of
1: parents would be very concerned about some of these issues. I would think. Yes, Nick.
0: Yes, and you know, uh, today people uh, want to put aside, you know, um, everything what has to do with religion or the Bible or things like that. Not even considering that we run this world, I mean, on the basis of these fundamental uh, things, what the Bible provides for us. And uh, even those people in in those times in history when uh, they were not necessarily following God, there were still principles there which God put in place from the beginning, you know, and we discovering that. And that's what I'm saying. I'm inviting, you know, our dear listener to uh, be part of this, you know, um, what we do on this program. Please send some uh, questions uh, around. Now, um, I just want to take a a short break uh, here and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back with you. But just I want to talk a little bit the book which we have for uh, today. And um, I may uh, just um, give you this book, The Power of Fasting and Prayer by Danny Vieira. Now, prayer and fasting are heaven's dynamic duo against temptation in exploring fasting and prayer, Danny Vieira shares some amazing feats of mind, body, and spirit that uh, are a result of abstaining from indulgences. Not only does today's society suffer from chronic and fatal diseases as a result of gluttony and uh, taking in the wrong kinds of foods, but we also suffer from uh, Groggy thinking and uh, foggy spiritual lives. This book will uh, bring to you some very important uh, aspects of how we can experience a revival and a reformation in our life through prayer and fasting. This book is yours, my dear friend, today. If you send a text message to uh, n- the number 04 double, I will say it a different way, 04 triple eight. 808 double one with the code SA47. SA 47SA stands for South Australia number 47 please don't leave any space in between because uh, our um, friendly computer may be uh, confused. Uh, but this book is yours. Don't hesitate to um, to request this book. again SA 47 and the book the power of Fasting and Prayer is yours. Free of charge, no obligation. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And yes, we're back here in the studio with uh, Nick Rita, your host and uh, our co-hosts here today, uh, Lindy Sperring and uh, David De Lima from Family Voice Australia. Uh, we already uh, approached... Um, and, and discuss a little bit what is revival mm. and give even some examples uh, in the Bible about uh, revival and um, uh, how could we even today experience a revival in our life. Now, Lily I'm just turning to you now. Um, what would you like to start sharing with us in a uh, few uh, uh, minutes? And then uh, we'll, we'll see what uh, David also wants to, um, to contribute here. If he w- wishes to stay with us a bit longer.
1: I suppose I should start by saying that my parents uh, raised me in a Christian home and I'm very thankful for that. And I just want to give a cheerio to my parents, Robert and Rhonda, back in Victoria. Uh, They said that they'll be listening and I'm very pleased that they're listening. And uh, just bless them. They've uh, had some illness and they've gotten through, so we're very thankful for that. So Robert and Rhonda in Victoria, also, you know, Nick, as we've as we've done this study the last two weeks, I suppose it's reminded me and shown me that God is not stumped by anything. It doesn't matter what we face; He is able and strong and powerful. And even though I grew up in a Christian home, I hadn't fully understood this this message, Nick and and David about about the Holy Spirit and about this revival that we can have. So yes, a person can give their hearts to the Lord, they can understand the principles of the Bible and they can be committed but sometimes they don't go perhaps that extra step. You see, there's a difference in knowing the Word of God And knowing the God of the Word. I'll say that again. Mm. There's a difference in knowing the Word of God, because even Satan knows the Word of God, and knowing the God of the Word. And that's what it's all about. God is inviting us into an intimate relationship with Him. You know, our bodies are meant to be the temple. The old temple in Jerusalem was was spectacular, apparently, and the, the disciples marveled at it. And when Jesus said, you know, this temple will be pulled down and raised again in three days, they didn't understand what he was talking about. But he was talking about himself. And we are seen as a temple as well. And, and God wants to dwell in us. He wants to transform Transform our lives and transform us And I love that scripture I I mentioned Acts before Acts 1 verse 8 See the disciples had come together Jesus said don't leave Jerusalem Stay in Jerusalem Until you receive that promise And what was that promise? It was the promise of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. And he says but you shall receive power When the Holy Spirit has come upon you And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem So that was their local area and in Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth, so in other words, Nick, when we have a revival in our lives, when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, we can make an impact in our local area and our local community, and then broader afield because there there's power in this in in our lives that we didn't have before. May I just share a short testimony by somebody who'd been praying for the daily outpouring of the Holy, they call it the Holy Ghost, mm. Holy Spirit, in their lives. And he said that my request is that Jesus would live in me in greater abundance each day. So this was this prayer that this Christian was praying and he said my walk with God was unbelievable. The fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5 we know those fruits has become more visible in my life since I asked Jesus to live in me to do his will in me and to daily renew me with the Holy Ghost I have greater joy in reading the Bible and I've experienced that too Nick in my own life sharing Christ with others and I have a strong desire to pray for others and furthermore he says my lifestyle has changed Dramatically. And so we can see that when we fully understand this this amazing gift, the paracletus, the Bible calls him, the Holy Spirit coming into our lives, we are transformed and changed. Yes. I don't know about you, Nick, David, but when I first became a Christian, I tried to do everything. I hadn't even perhaps understood Martin Luther and what John Wesley discovered mm. that it's through God's grace that we can be filled with the Spirit and we can have a life and a life abundant right? where we don't have the addictions that drag us down. We are not caught up in the sins that keep us bound because as the Holy Spirit lives in us, he transforms us. And I've seen churches and heard of churches that start to realise the best thing they can be doing is spending more time in prayer. Mm. Nick David, I tried to be a Christian in my own strength, and I hurt myself and other people. And I think I even hurt my children because I had these expectations of their behavior and what they should be doing, whereas I hadn't imparted to them that to be a Christian, and it's our choice, we have a choice, we need the Holy Spirit living in us. Right. So yeah, I get a bit fired up about this because of my own experience and because God delivered me and set me free from a number of things that the enemy had taken strongholds in my life and I just feel that life is so different now.
0: That's wonderful, Lindy, because uh, that's that's what we are approaching subjects like this, you know, the need of revival, how that can happen, and we need to use also some tools in regard to this, you know, and you just mentioning how important it is to allow God to work in us the change needed, because too often we we know everything, um, how to do very systematically. You know, we live in an era, in a time when uh, we plan everything, you know, we're very meticulous in, in things, but we're thinking only from our own perspective, rather than allowing God to intervene in our life. And mm-hmm. if I will just think of the passage in Revelation 3.20, it says that, behold, I am at the door. You know, in other translation, in, uh, I think, uh, standard English um, version, it says, listen, listen. I am the, do- I am at the door. Which means like, stop uh, being disturbed by all other things. You know, listen to what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do. And Jesus said, if you hear my voice, then I will come in. Mm. With you, and we'll have that relationship. You know, we'll dine to, die together. Yeah, David, maybe a thought you you have in regard yes, to what just Lynn is saying.
2: Following on from what you've both said, my mind goes back to the Apostle Peter in the Book of Acts, where he uh, was of the mindset that the that this new experience of Jesus was only for Jewish people, and so there he was one day waiting for the dinner to be prepared. So. <laughs> His, his tummy was rumbling. He sort of slips into some kind of a uh, semi-sleep, if you like, and he has a vision of a sheet coming down from heaven with with unclean animals on it, and uh, the instruction is uh, kill and eat. And he says, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Now, this is typical Peter, one minute's no, one, one minute's yes. So uh, he he's told by God not to call what is what is clean unclean. So and he's wondering what this means, and then uh, a short time later, he touches base with this centurion Cornelius, who who once who's been instructed by God to go and go and uh, seek counsel from from Peter. And then Peter goes to visit with Cornelius, and as the Holy Spirit comes upon Cornelius, a Gentile, a non Jew, suddenly Peter is is revived and reformed in his own thinking. He's had this revelation from God that the message of Jesus is not just for the Jewish people, but it's for everyone. Excellent. So what a wonderful example that is of how all of us, we come to God with our biases, our presuppositions, our errors, mm-hmm. and uh, would to God that he would just flood our own hearts with revelations like that as we study Scripture and as we receive touches from the Lord, and we are changed and transformed in our thinking and in our behavior.
1: That's so true, David, and that's what happens. I've seen it in other people's lives and in my own life when we realize this need. Mm. You know, when we talk about when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, he gave this story of the man knocking at the door. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me in Revelation of of Jesus knocking at the door of our hearts. Yes. And he's offering us a Come buy gold from me and Mm. be refined in the fire. This this fire of revival, is it possible? And, you know, it's something I think all of us would love to see here in South Australia, here in Adelaide, this revival of true godliness, that people who don't attend church or perhaps have decided not to attend church will see this something amazing happening, something powerful, something strong and firm Mm. and, you know... I don't know if you know about Andrew Bolt. He writes a few strong articles. Mm -hmm. He made some very strong, um, well, aspersions, if you like, against the Liberal Party, and he basically said they needed to be courageous and Mm -hmm. not be so compromising on everything. They needed to have courage and stand true and follow through. Mm -hmm. And you know that's something that God can enable his people to do, that they'll stand firm on the word and they'll follow through like they were touched when they had Deuteronomy read to them when they follow this word, there will be things that happen that we're not seeing now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, this is probably the most important thing when we consider this, to give more time or prayer, yes. you know, to spend time in prayer with God and fasting, you know. Um, and I'm going to to mention again this offer which we have for today: the power of fasting and prayer by uh, Danny Vieira, and it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful book. Uh, uh, in in looking at this subject, uh, Danny, um, share this of prayer and fasting in Scripture. We see the benefits of this dynamic duo. Moses. Communed with God on Mount Sinai. Forty days and nights. And he had uh, to veil his face because it was so bright. The inter, uh, interaction, or how to say, the encounter, mm. uh, to say, with God. And uh, what an amazing uh, uh, experience. He also was uh, resurrected talking about Moses here and taken to heaven after his death. Mm-hmm. Now we know also in the Bible about Elijah also fasted 40 days and nights. We can read that in 1st uh, Kings uh, chapter 19. And um, if we we can go on on the, this book I can uh, start reading to you if you like my dear friend <laughs> but I will uh, I will um, leave that um, pleasure to you. Uh, but you know this book also shares how Jesus in his ministry. Mm. You know, he started his ministry with a 40 days yes. in That's the right. wilderness, you know, and then temptation. But because Jesus was praying, Jesus was able to be victorious. We can be victorious by just giving ourselves to God through prayer uh, and fasting. My dear friend, this book is yours. You just need to send us a text message to 0488 with the code SA. 47. And uh, we'll be very happy to to provide you with this book. Now just before we move even further uh, time is going fast but i like to take a short break here and have a song then we'll be back and uh, you are listening to Fate FM, Drive Time, BQ&A uh, we'll be back shortly. This is the song which I prepared for you, A Living Prayer by uh, Alison Krauss. No fm Drive Time BQ&A with Nick krita and we have to do today in the studio here Lindy Sparing and David Lima from Family Voice Australia. Lindy is the uh, coordinator uh, of um, prayer ministry here in uh, South Australia for the Seventh-day Adventist Church and also involved with um, women's ministry. I may ask you, Lindy, just to share a little bit uh, what's uh, happening with uh, women's Women, uh, women ministries, but also David uh, from um, Family Voice Australia is uh, very good to be able to have you with us uh, in the studio, David. Today, um, Lindy, back to you. Just share with us a little bit what's happening with um, women's ministry here in uh, Adelaide, South Australia.
1: Okay, so I'd like to personally invite the women who are listening to an Adventist women's retreat. It's on the last weekend in June, the twenty fourth to the twenty sixth, held at Nanyara in Belair, beautiful conference center. We have guest speakers Brendan Pratt and his wife Amanda Buse. and it should be a spiritually enriching weekend. So you can please call Jackie on eight two six nine two one double seven for further details. That's eight two six nine two one double seven. We'd love to see some of the women uh, join us for a, for a great weekend. Thanks, Nick.
0: Yes, and please, uh, yeah. Contact us, you know, uh, if you even missed the phone number which was given, you can uh, come through our um, uh, radio station and we'll be happy to put you through if you are interested to go to this uh, event. Also, I'd like to um, advertise something here. It's already started in the second week. Uh, Actually, I participated there uh, myself on Saturday, last weekend, uh, Sunday, in Victor Harbor, beautiful uh, part of uh, South Australia. It's a program going on, amazing discoveries, ancient me- mysteries reveal the future, and this is run by our friend Mark Wilson, uh, Pastor Mark Wilson, and uh, lots of people turned up, and it was a really, really good uh, um, presentation there uh, by Mark. Uh, on uh, Saturday we started with uh, Egypt, you know, uh, and then uh, we moved looking into Petra another nice place in Jordan. Uh, But uh, there are a few other presentations like Pompeii, um, Patmos, Mount Sinai. Uh, Mark will take you to these amazing journeys and uh, see the relation with the Bible. And you can um, just uh, let us know if you are interested to go to Victor Harbor. Uh, I think the Place I may give it to you a bit later because I haven't got it in front of me right now, but I will uh, give it later if you if you want. Just send us a text message if you are interested on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. All right, in the next few minutes uh, left here, uh, Lindy and David, uh, we are talking today about uh, revival. And in particular, uh, we ask this um, this question: uh, Can revival touch others?
1: I believe it can. Mm. I certainly most believe it can, and and that's what it was all about with that great commission when when Christ I- explained to his followers that they needed to go out and preach the gospel and get the good news around. It's it's really interesting in Luke chapter the last chapter of Luke actually, Luke twenty four. Jesus is talking to his disciples and and he says this, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry... In the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. Now, I don't know about you, David and Nick, but I rush around quite a bit in life. And Nick, you rushed into the studio. Mm. We're always busy, aren't we? And so here's Jesus saying to his disciples, saying to his Peter, to tarry until you are endured with power from on high. And I think sometimes we as Christians, we go out. We go out to spread the word, if you like. We go out into our lives, but we haven't received that power from on high. Mm. And there are some prerequisites to the promises in the word of God. We understand that. You know, God asks us to do things, but He, there are some things that sometimes we need to do in, in response to what he asks us to do. And so he says to tarry until we receive that.
2: And tarry so, means, of course, wait.
1: To wait, and we don't always want to wait. So, David, I'm I'm really interested in your background mm. and how you grew up and how you came to the Lord. Is, yes. Would you mind sharing? I'd that? love
2: to share that. Well, I was raised in a uh, nominally Christian family, always respectful of the things of God, but we were not a church attending family. I joined the Cub Scouts and the local local organist of the church, which uh, where the Cub Scouts were meeting. Uh, what a wonderful connection between scouting and the church there used to be. It's now been lost. But he was looking for some new uh, choristers for the choir and uh, invited some of us in the Cub Scouts to join the choir, which I I, I did. So I ended up going to church as so a you chorister. you can sing
1: as well, David. Well, we, we'll uh, give you a moment or two if you like. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> yes, well, it's been a while since I was a, a, a chorister.
0: But... Um, we we can have a trio here because Lini can sing David too. She was in a choir. I can well, tell you not that. that well. <laughs> oh well, you just set it up. You know, we may have a, a, a trio here. <laughs>
2: so the the church it was an Anglican church, although I was. Uh, christened as a Catholic, uh, ended up uh, coming to a profession of faith within the Anglican tradition, really only as a child, though. I didn't really understand what I was doing, but it was genuine. And so I'm grateful that the church reached out to me at that point, and so I was confirmed, as the term is used, within the Anglican tradition. I was about 11 at the time, or 10 even. And then we... um we left England, where where this was all happening. We migrated to Australia and went to Wyala, in fact, uh, here in South Australia. And I got to be very friendly with uh, another kid in the class who was a keen Christian, uh, although, again, young and not really understanding. But he he was at church one day when his father was preaching, and he was very convicted by his father's preaching. Wow. And he made a, per- a personal profession of faith in the Lord Jesus – and the way he expressed that was he invited Jesus into his heart, which mm. I think is was, uh, it, it's quite a biblical phrase, really. The scriptures speak about uh, Christ in you—that's right, the hope of the hope glory. Of glory, yeah. So uh, that was on the Sunday. He then came to school and shared shared his excitement with me and said that this is what I should do. I thought that really being a Christian was um, doing good deeds, and uh, if if God were to check the ledger and see if the good deeds were more than the bad deeds you're in. Yes. Um yes. so I don't know where I got that idea from, but a lot of people think that. They do. But the truth is that we're all in need of salvation and and no good things we've done can possibly eclipse the bad things we've done. We we're sinners in need of salvation. And when I realized that, I said this is for me. I was really convicted by the Lord, this is for me. Uh, that I will, that I will have Jesus in my heart. I want Jesus in my heart. So that's what I prayed. Isn't and, that amazing? Yeah. That a
1: young person, yes, convic- you know, spoke to you about his yes. joy in the Lord. Yes, just a young person who didn't even fully understand. True, and you perhaps didn't fully understand True. what well, you still, understand now. Still
0: don't fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we don't
1: ever, do we? But, and,
0: but you see, this is uh, exactly. But your life what,
1: changed, didn't yes, it? Yes,
0: and that's exactly what we are trying to to that's say uh, to uh, today. About. You know, can revival touch others? You know, uh, we need to have uh, open eyes and ears and everything else like that, you know, not to miss opportunities, you Absolutely. know. And at the same time, if we experience something with our Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, not to be shy to share that with mm-hmm. people. Because Jesus' commission actually is for us all to go and preach the gospel to every, every single person on this earth, you know. Uh, this is not... Uh, um against uh, against the law you know i mean to, to even though you may be holding some parts of the world uh, responsible for sharing your beliefs uh, but actually you are going to share something good you know to to help people to come better look that's that's wonderful thanks david yeah, for sharing that and um, even uh, myself i know when i give my heart to god uh now i was in the show business you know and uh, it was quite a challenge you know and most of my peers you know um, friends they just said oh you lost your mind you know what's happening what Mm you're doing but you know when god touches you with his holy spirit which we are talking about here touches your heart you cannot be the same again i mean you can choose to ignore that you can choose to resist Uh, but if you allow god to work his miracle in your life, you'll never be the same again, and I'm so glad that actually I allow God to to work in my heart. Even though at that time, at that moment, I thought, Ma, "What's going on? Why I'm doing this?" You know, I I was pretty much every day uh, parting, um, having good time. You know, at of that course. age, you know, being young, and uh, but I will never do otherwise, you know, if I will be asked uh, again. would want to go
1: back. No. Because God's taken you on a journey, and I was thinking about, if David was like 10 or 11, mm. you must have come on a fairly long journey, David, to now. Mm. Like, there's been a lot that you've learned, that you've grown in.
2: Yes, absolutely, and we continue, and it's a, a lifelong journey. Remarkably, the Apostle Paul says, I want to know Christ. Mm. <laughs> what, a, what an admission of his own ignorance. He, he, he's still yet to... Uh, to plumb the depths, the, the heights right. and the depths uh, of the wisdom and the treasures which are in Christ. So
0: we're all growing and learning. Absolutely right. All uh, right. well um, this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. Just want to put that plug back again because we are thankful for the Adventist World Radio for supporting us and uh, just uh, I'd like to take a, a, again a few seconds here to um talk about that book which we want to give you us uh, today the the uh, power of fasting and prayer by Danny Vieira. And uh, my dear friend, you can have that one free of charge. You just need to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And also, just a little bit earlier, uh, we invited you for a program down in uh, Victor Harbor, amazing discoveries with our um, friend Pastor Mark Wilson. And um, with my glasses, I couldn't see the number but that's what I hesitated to give it that time but uh, if you like to go there or book your uh, free seat uh, you can call uh, Suzanne on 0413 or you can call Mark on zero four double zero six four zero one three zero, and you'll enjoy that program too. All right, the time it's uh, slipping away. It's uh, going very fast today. Well, I just want to thank you very much, uh, both of you, participating here, David and uh, Lindy. And just before we closing, you know, I would like to, um, if you like to have a. Probably a remark of uh, this topic, uh, which we approach for the whole week in a short sentence, if you like. uh, I may start with you, David. Yes, Nick, uh, how good it is that God is in the business
2: of revival, of calling those bones to have life and sinews and flesh and blood added to them. He's in the business of sending his Holy Spirit to convict us of sin. And we thank you. We thank God so much for the scriptures, which make us wise unto salvation, as the old phraseology puts it. And uh, how good it is not only that the individual can be revived now because, and we, and we haven't got time to explore this, but, but revival has a transforming effect not only on the individual but on the family mm. and on the church and on the nation. So how good is that? We, we're just scratching the surface today, but how good it is that Christian families can be formed where uh, where new new life is conceived and brought up in the faith and uh, spreading the word of Jesus, and how good it is that our churches can be refreshed by the Holy Spirit and shaken out of our stupor and, and brought into repentance and a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit, and how good it is when nations receive the salty impact of God's people. Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. Uh, That's a transforming effect, the power, the good power of salt to transform and to bring life. Amen.
0: Thank you for sharing, David. Lindy?
1: Thanks so much, David. I love the way that you've um, expressed this, this change that we can expect. And in Ephesians chapter four, it says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And this is a promise from God that when we surrender our lives to him and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. You know what I really love about the Lord, Nick, and I've come to understand it's not about what I do. It's not about my works or the things that I ch- achieve. There isn't this big list of, as David said, about all the good things I do and if I get enough good things, I'm going to make Mm. it. It's all about Jesus. Oh, amen. It's all about his sacrifice. It's all about him loving us so much that this is the God of the universe who created everything. He was willing to make the the most eternal sacrifice anyone could ever make so that we could have life and life abundant. We have a choice, Nick. We have a choice. Is the fire of revival possible? Yes, it is. And may each of us pray for this in our own lives and in the lives of the community we live in. May we pray for our leaders, no matter who's... Uh, taken over the the ownership of that beautiful house in Canberra. It doesn't mm, matter. Mm. We are to pray for them. Pray for our leaders in our each of our states. Pray for our leaders in our churches, and we need to be praying for a revival in South Australia.
0: Lindy, can I ask you kindly to to pray for us and for our listener um, uh, to close?
1: Nick, I'm going to pray on behalf of you and David and I from Ephesians three verses fourteen to twenty one. For this reason we bow our knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him... Be glory in the church by Christ Jesus Amen. throughout all ages, world without end. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Lindy, for sharing our time. It's up for today. Thank you for listening. Uh, join us again when we are going to talk about the church and creation in a post-biblical era. Until then, may God richly bless you and continue to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.